0: What's up, guys? This is Mel Charlotte, and this is Artistic Roots Podcast. I am a choreographer, movement coach, director, creative, mother, black woman, so many other things. And I am excited to be able to share um, this platform with incredible, inspiring artists. Let's get it popping. What's up, yeah. Neil Schwartz?
1: What is up, my friend, whom I love so much?
0: Hello, hello. Welcome to Artistic Roots, my friend.
1: I'm so happy to be here.
0: <laughs> I'm so happy that you're here with me. Um, when they told me that uh, you were one of the guests, I was like super excited. I was like, that's my friend. I was like, I know him. I Our haven't seen friend. him in forever. <laughs> we are
1: family. I cool. love it.
0: And today we're going to be talking about body size and inclusivity in dance, which we we know very much about, um, and have had like good conversations about it. And I think has just been around us for the many years that we've known each other. So I'm excited to talk about it, and to talk, you know, about you and your journey, and um, yeah, just to share some fun stuff with everybody.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yes. Um before we Yeah, yeah, me too, me too. Um before we start, I gotta talk a little bit about you so that everybody knows. Neil Schwartz is number one, a good friend of mine from New York City. We met at the Broadway dance center. Um, he's an incredible, (laughs) incredible teacher, um, teaching from street jazz. Um, he emphasizes musicality performance and dynamics while motivating students to maintain a positive classroom environment. I have been in those classrooms and I can attest that yes, he really does. Um, you are a dance artist, choreographer, teacher. I, I think, I can add so much more to this list, <laughs> but you are a great person. You are an, a positive person, positive influence and mentor. Um, there's so much more to add to this. You are an artist period. Okay. Um, then, um, you know, has taught internationally. And as I'm saying that I'm like, Oh my God, I'm remembering when we taught in Argentina
1: together. <laughs> oh, but you came The day that I left. uh, (laughs) I just remember that
0: for that two hours. (laughs) We did. We did. We absolutely did. Um, but yes, but known for teaching internationally, has choreographed for artists such as Aster. Um, am I saying that right? Aster or Astar? Uh no, Aster. Yeah. Aster. Bosco, Winter Gordon, Rome Fortune, Mateo, Push Play. To name a few. Um, he also was a choreographer for Pharrell Williams' Fragrance Girl for Sephora. Ooh. And you can see him in commercials uh, for the New Jersey Lottery and MasterCard. So he's yes. like blessing our screens,
1: too. <laughs> and... and and your gyms, <laughs> The gyms, The gems. And the subway. <laughs> <laughs> I love it.
0: I love it. I absolutely love it. And I, I think that's actually great to even start. Um, our conversation I mean, how does it feel uh, to be on screen because you know we always talk about how we prep our students and our dancers to be on stage to be um, on TV or dance behind the artists or for them to become the artist, uh, whatever that is but in this situation, you are it. So how does that feel?
1: It's a nice feeling, especially for doing this for so long. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that you know after years and years of hearing, I'm sorry, but we don't have anywhere to put you Hmm. to, we specifically want you for your body type and what you can offer Um, is, is pretty cool to see the kind of flip that the industry from what I started to where it is now has kind of, you know, changed and, you know, for the positive. And Hmm. um, it's pretty cool to, you know, I think I've always been behind the scenes, but now to be like directly in front, um, I think is something that I'm excited for. But I kind of also was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta get it together because I was kind of thrown in at one point when things started changing, you know, mm-hmm. and progressing for the positive. And they were like, no, we want you for for you and for your body type and for your size. And I was like, I'm all for it. I've been waiting, <laughs> waiting years to do it. Let's do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I love it, and I think it's so great to see because, like, I I have this conversation all the time. You know, people are growing up, and I mean, that was kind of my example as well. Is that you you grow up watching people on TV and you don't see yourself, so then you feel like you need to start adapting to what you see or maybe you you're not fitting in and you're supposed to fit in and so it could really mess you up growing up um and especially as an artist to not hear your voice as much yep. you know Absolutely. and so i think that's great and i'm excited for the people who are seeing you and are like oh i i can do it too
1: mm, yeah thank you yeah
0: that's yeah. dope um and actually speaking of that um can you can you pinpoint a moment I can't even answer this question right now, but can you pinpoint a moment in your life where you saw someone that inspired you and made you feel like, oh, I could really do this? Whether it was either dancing, teaching, choreographing, modeling, whatever.
1: Right. So I, you know, I would say I have a couple of like pinpoint moments or like aha moments that kind of just click for me um but i would say the, the earliest one that i can remember for when i wanted to it's when i said i was going to do this professionally and i was going to move forward with it and not go to grad school and this and the other was in 2007 um, i was performing at a show called uh ecdc which is the east coast dance competition mm-hmm. that was hosted by culture shock dc and I was dancing for another team called Dynamic, which was Aurelia Michaels' company um, in school.
0: Aurelia! And,
1: oh yeah. <laughs> I <just> <laughs> um, so I was backstage and we had just performed, and then Culture Shock went on. And, you know, I got to see, um, oh gosh, who was in the company at that time? Zach Lottimore. Um, was on that company. Oh my gosh, there, uh, Joe's are so j- just so many people, and I was watching them, and I just saw all this passion kind of come come out. And I can distinctly remember where I was backstage, you know, because my whole team was over in the corner, but I stayed to watch them perform. And at that moment, I said to myself, "This is what I have to do. This is what I want to do." <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's when I'm gonna. Push forward, and I know that I can achieve that. Um, that was kind of la, the, you know, the aha moment for me. Um, you know, but I would say someone who inspired me, you know, when I was f- like first, first coming up, it would, I mean, it would have to be uh, my mentor Luam, and then it would have to be uh, Rhapsody, and it would have to be uh, Candice. You know, um, they definitely. Um, oh, and Lisette and Shonique.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Can I just mention that you're, you're mentioning all women of color right now?
1: <laughs> and you know what? You want to know something funny? Um, so Luam, she calls me Jasmine, because she says that I, um, that in my past life, I am a woman of color, so she goes. She's like, in your previous life, you were absolutely Jasmine, and I was just like, okay, cool. I'll
0: take is, it. I'll take. I'll take Jasmine. <laughs> yeah,
1: and you know, it's very interesting because um, I think all my life um, I have felt very connected to the the uh, the black community. The uh, you know the Hispanic community, uh, um, the Latin community and, um, as well as the Asian community. Um, mm-hmm. and I would say, I always felt very accepted, you know, and those are, you know, my best friends, my family. Um, so I, I, you know, I look up to Luam Rhapsody, um, Shonique Lissette. Um, I actually gravitate towards women. <laughs> I'm gay, but <laughs> <laughs> I gravitate towards I'm I'm inspired by women. Um, I would say more than men. That's just, you know, I like female superheroes, I like you know what I mean? I've always been very inspired by women. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying I I've I've been very inspired by men as well, but I would say my artistry and my um uh who I am as a person has uh has been molded through powerful and influential and incredible artists who are women and women of color for sure.
0: nice so yeah. beautiful. I love yeah. it. Um, so speaking of I guess I'll ju- I'll jump on this because cool. you know that's the influence and the um, inspiration in the artistic in your artistic roots. but if we talk about um, your artistic roots before even, meeting these people mm. w- what can you what can you share with us like what are your artist- artistic roots like if somebody asked you that
1: who here we go ready <laughs> three two
0: one <laughs> i the thing is that i already know so i'm like here we go tell
1: well, the people <laughs> i mean for for example the first vinyl i ever purchased you know um well my My parents were nice enough to help me out because when I was younger, I had to do allowance. Yeah. So chores around the house and then I would get whatever Right. Um, my parents and, and I I give them so much credit for this, but they always told me, if you want something, you have to work hard for it. You know, you're not just going to get it handed to you. You have to work for it. And that really um, I think pushed me just along with either my career or just, how I conduct myself in life and pushing and moving forward for the things I want that I'm going to have to really work hard for them. Um, but I remember I, i saved up enough and my parents helped me out a little bit just to, to finally get it. Mm-hmm. But the first thing I ever purchased was the Pointer Sisters greatest hits. Oh. The song jump is probably I have to do that for class, but that's a song that uh. kind of like started everything for me. It was the Pointer think- Sisters jump and janet control was the first cassette i ever owned and then you know i have older siblings so i have a brother who is 10 years older than me and a sister who is 14 years older than me and i would you know go through their music and go through Mm -hmm. all these things so i was exposed to these incredible artists at such a young age that it's what inspired me to really, to do what I love to do. I mean, I used to watch a show called kids incorporated, which was like my show about, you know, these group of guys, these group of like teenagers and they come in and they like, they own like a, I think it was like a, like a a restaurant or like they performed Fergie was on it. Like, um, oh, wow. I don't know this. Jennifer Love Hewitt was on it. What? You know, but basically, um, they would come in, and then they'd be like, "All right, guys, it's time to sing a song." And they get on stage, and they <laughs> do the thing. And I would just be in the corner, you know, just like getting up. And that's the thing I did after school. Like I was very connected, you know, to MTV at that time, and mm-hmm. to just media and culture, and just kind of absorbing everything, you know, um, mm-hmm. I, I just, like, I was a sponge. I just soaked it all in and I realized that I wanted to, I, I was, I was moving every time, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or, Oh, and I got to say the Mickey Mouse club, of course, but, oh, yeah. um, yeah. <laughs> Damn. The, just, yeah. I mean,
0: There's something cool. about having like older older siblings uh-huh. around this too. Like I, I grew up with an older brother and he's seven years older than me. And I, I say this all the time. Like, obviously, yes, my parents also played music, uh-huh. um, nonstop. Like it's, it's to this day, we make jokes about how Saturday mornings was like, you would hear the music blast and it yeah. would be from like French music to Haitian music to Spanish music to, um, Everything, even opera. Like it was so many different things that my parents would listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would sneak into my brother's room and try to like steal his tapes and be like, ooh, what's that? Ooh, what's that? And then he started getting CDs and it was like, especially mm-hmm. when he had like the Tupac or the Little Kim and the, what? and you, would, I was like, I don't think I'm supposed to listen to this, but I want to listen <laughs> <it." laughs> And I'm like going through like, you know, like how we had the pouches, the CD
1: pouches. Oh, yes. I still have all of them here. With me oh, oh my God. I love it.
0: They're definitely somewhere in my storage. Definitely somewhere in my storage. Oh, but, God. um, yeah, it's, I, I'm so thankful for that because I feel like that definitely shapes, you know, where we're going and like has a lot to do with where we're at right now and how we see music and how just even how we just see like art in general. Because we didn't have um, social media, not saying that social media is bad, of course not. We can talk about that later. But I feel like because we didn't have that, we had to create like so many moments for ourselves, Absolutely. you know, like being in a room and just playing music and just, okay, are you just sitting there and listening? Or are you imagine, imagining something? Are you dancing? Are you, you know what I mean? Like, I think we had to create that for ourselves, and um, I think that that's like really cool to say that I we come from there.
1: <laughs> it's so cool that you said that because I think that plays into our artistry 1000% on the fact that we had to kind of really imagine things and mm-hmm. to create things in our minds. I love that you said that because it's 100% yeah. true. And mm-hmm. I think that's what has inspired us. And correct me if I'm wrong, what inspires us as far as um, like different pieces to create or different artists that inspire us or which lane specifically we want to go down or this, that, and the other. Cause I feel yeah. like I started one lane and now I'm totally on the other complete end of where I had originally started, which is, yeah. what, you know, it should evolve that way. But, um, but yeah, but it, it all goes back to the fact that I would sit, cause I wasn't allowed in my, my brother and my sister's room, so what would I do? I would sit in front of that door. I'd push my ear to the door, and I'd listen for hours and hours. My brother was on, like, one side of the spectrum. He was, like, super grunge, heavy metal, like, um, uh, uh, like uh, I'm trying to think, like, uh, soft rock and all that. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, my sister is on the complete opposite end and was, like, Paula and uh, Depeche Mode and Tears for Fears and mm. uh, Erasure and Pet Shop Boys and all of that or mm-hmm. um, the Cure. Uh, uh, no lies, I found the Cure. That's me. Um, <laughs> I fuse those two things, and then I found for myself like The Cure and Robin S and uh, La Bouche and um, Robin. Robin. Robin S was yes. my thing, and like Hadaway and. I found kind of like Eurodance, like commercial, electronic, acid house, um, um, oh gosh, um, dark wave, new wave, cold wave, like all these different things by fusing my two influences and then doing my own research, you know, Mm -hmm. I was able to find these incredible artists that I found on my, on my own. Uh, Mm -hmm. Oh, and Crystal Waters. I have to... Crystal Waters is probably one of my biggest influences for for dancing, period. Nice. Her and Aaliyah, I would say, for sure. Crystal
0: Waters, everybody. Please go check that out. Crystal Waters and Mm -hmm. Aaliyah, obviously. Because I do want to touch on how, you know, just like how you've been really able to connect to the different things of of your roots, the things that you grew up with, the things that have influenced you, right? To try to find... um, not even fine, but kind of give into who Neil Schwartz is, right? Mm-hmm. And what, how you feel in this season because next season could be different. Correct. Because we're not just, you know, we're multifaceted, especially as artists. So, with that, because I know you, I want to ask you this question, especially yeah. um, in class, in mm-hmm. your classes, um, how, or even when you mentor dancers, how do you help them? Um, you know, how do you help them find their voice? And their, and and connect to their artistic roots.
1: Mm. So for me, I always say I've, I I just I've gotten to the point where I I think authenticity is key. Um, and I I mean when you first met me, I was doing one lane and I was following a certain path and this that and the other. And then like people would ask me to redo a combination that they had liked or a song that they like. And I just wouldn't do it. And I just, I kind of pushed my choreography to the side and this, that and the other. And I was able to pinpoint what was going on. And it was that sometimes I felt like I was being my authentic self. And then sometimes I feel like I wasn't. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, I need to take 10 steps backwards so that I can take 20 steps forward so mm-hmm. that I'm a better educator, that I'm a better um, mentor, and that I'm a better teacher. So, Love um, that. education very, very, very seriously, and mm-hmm. I take my students and and those who come into my class very seriously by mm-hmm. um, the meaning of the song, the purpose of the steps, um, mm-hmm. not just repeating. I always say, don't just repeat a five, six, seven, eight. Look beyond the five, six, seven, eight. What right? What what does that five, six, seven, eight represent and how can you get your voice across? Like, And I never, I would never knock anyone <laughs> for what they love to do. If you know that top 20 is your thing and you love that, I respect that 10,000%, 1 million percent, whatever it is, infinity, mm-hmm. as long as it's authentically you you know what right. I mean? But right. again, that's a process and it's mm-hmm. a, it's different for everyone. Um, so I, I try and work specifically on mentality with my students because I feel like in this industry that is a brutal industry, mm-hmm. um, you have to have that thick skin. You have to be able to, um, you have to be able to pat yourself on the back sometimes when others will not. Agreed. Um, Agreed. So I I try and when I'm either mentoring someone or or teaching, I want people to understand that not to be too hard on themselves because we are perfectionists Mm -hmm. to the T. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's a good thing and a bad thing. It's Mm -hmm. a good thing because it means that we care and we love what we do. Right. And that we want to push. A, and, sense, sensitive about my, my, my ish. Erica Badu said okay. it properly. <laughs> I'm an artist. But I'm sensitive about my sh-. <laughs> And it's, it's absolutely 1000% true in the fact yeah. that we care so much about what we do. And it means so much to us because nine times out of 10, a lot of people don't, Unless you're in this industry, you don't understand or you have misconceptions or you think it's a hobby. We have to be able to support one another and we have to be able to um, understand where we need to go. And Mm -hmm. for me, I try and for those who would like to be um, a future choreographer or an artistic director, or a dancer, or whichever lane that they would like to go down, showing that this is the way that has helped me stay authentically myself. Mm -hmm. I can give you the tools. I'm only one person. I don't have all the answers, but I can show you what has worked for me. And then you take it from there and you figure out what works for you. But I think that that's what's so awesome about our generation um, was that we have these incredible mentors who we are very fortunate to have Mm -hmm. and, but they also pushed us to have our own voice. Mm -hmm. And I really, that's what I try and do for the next generation and the generation that's coming in now as well, as Mm -hmm. best as I possibly can.
0: I love it. Um, Do you feel, do you feel any pressure? from the industry to to fit in into a certain mold like with what we've we've been saying and thinking about the topic that we're on of body size and inclusivity in dance so body size yes but especially like you know i i know you as someone who um has always been true to themselves you might have had episodes yeah you know where like i'm trying to to not necessarily fit in but give sometimes what the public wants or what you know your students want you to teach. Like we've, I think we've all been there. Um, Definitely don't do that anymore. (laughs) There's a point we get to and we're like, nah, bruh. Like this is what you get when you come to a Charlo class or this is what you get when you come to a Neil Schwartz class. Um, But do you feel any pressure from the industry to fit into a certain mold? And do you think that there's still some certain standards in, in, In 2021, like, does that make sense?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, Do I feel pressure anymore to fit a certain mold? The answer is definitely no. Um, Did I have points in my career? Absolutely. And um, I always say this, like those little insecurities that we have that everyone has, no matter what level you're at, um, these little insecurities that we have from time to time, they do follow you. And it doesn't yeah. matter how successful or where you are in life, and stuff, They do follow you, um, but I think that you know there are tools and stuff that we can work with and use that um, that help us to combat some of that. Um, I feel like I have to fit a certain mold. I feel like I mm-hmm. have to do certain things, and you know, I got to be honest with you. I think for me. And, um, and tell me if you agree with me on this. When we were coming up, we had a lot of different choreographers and artists that brought different things. Like, I'm just being honest and real. Yeah. Yep. When you see Kevin Maher, you know who Kevin Maher is. Mm. And you know his style. And you know his artistry. When you see Rhapsody James, you see a mold. You see an artist. You see... Um, a style, you know what I mean, and you mm-hmm. see um, like a, a, a legacy. A, you know, she's a legend. Same thing with Lou, and mm-hmm. with um, with Dana, and you know, Jante, and mm-hmm. own, and like the, yeah. and the list, and the list goes on. There was, with, there was
0: something about reports. about them that it's like you knew you kind of had an idea of what you were going to get, even though. They still have many tricks up their sleeves as well. So you can come, come in one day and be like, oh, this is totally different, but still would be true to who they are, to
1: mm-hmm. who they
0: who they were. And um, I agree. It was like, I think that's what was inspiring for me, like to jump off of what you're saying. It was like, I want to find my voice. I want to find what it is that when you come and take a Mel Sharlow class, yes. this is what you get. And and you can get more. There will always be more gems because I'm growing as an artist, as a woman, as an individual, period. So there will always always be more things. But the fact that you that I find my my I don't want to say niche necessarily, but you find you find your voice. Yeah. You find what's what it is that really kind of stands out as Mel Charlot, as Neil Schwartz, as Jared Jenkins as, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's I. I think that shows within us that we got, we got beautifully influenced by that.
1: I, I like to say the word artist because I say that we do more than just dance. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've always had it, but you know, you have your own lane, one thousand percent. That is yours, and it's awesome. It is Aww. awesome, awesome, awesome. But To go back to what you were saying, I feel like um, I felt that pressure from time to time, 1,000%. I'm human. Of course, I felt that pressure. And sometimes I feel that pressure again. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. I know what it feels like to be on one side, and I know what it feels like to be on the other. And I like being on this side. I like feeling that I'm being true to my artistic self Mm -hmm. and... Even if, you, even if you say to yourself, like, oh, I've never heard of that artist before. Well, now you know them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely found what makes me the happiest. And in return, it's made me a better educator. It's made me a better artist in general overall. It's just made me happier. So I, I don't want to look back at my career and say, well, Neil, you could have been a little more honest with yourself. You know, like I know that, for example, like I a lot of people love uh give me give me a mainstream artist. Uh Camilla. Yes, she is absolutely phenomenal. I love her. I I'm saying
0: this with the biggest smile because I really love her.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I absolutely love her down. I love how she performs. I love everything about her. I think that she's wonderful, I and I think that she's incredible for for the next generation. You know what I mean? But Mm -hmm. am I saying to myself, that's who I want to specifically choreograph for or this, that, and the other? It's not on the top of my list because, again, like I said, I'm just on a different kind of a path for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, But doesn't take away from the fact that I respect that artist to the ends of the earth. Same, um, same. It's just we, we all want different things for ourselves and I'm just being honest with myself. And when you come into my class, I want you to, when you, when you see my work, when you see who I am and my style that you say to yourself, okay, that's Neil. Yeah. I'd rather, I'd rather be known for that of being honest and true to myself mm-hmm. than trying to please an audience or, a a, a group or, a, a student or this, that, and the other, I want mm-hmm. you to come into my class. You know, you, sometimes you'll know what you're going to get. Sometimes you don't, but right. you'll know I'm being authentically myself so that you can feel something. And hopefully that will inspire you mm-hmm. to move forward.
0: Yeah. In, there's in so, that. there's so many beautiful gems with what you just said, because it's, it's, I think it's a part of a little bit of what you were saying before, but it's a part of like great tools that you want to have as an artist period. But like as a professional dancer, as a aspiring choreographer, you want to have when they say you want to have tough skin in this, for this industry. It's like you want to get closer to who you are and who you're meant to be. And you know how much I bring my faith into everything. So I'm like, for me, I'm like, stay close to who God made you to be. We're all different. And that's the beauty of it. That's what will keep you lasting for a long time. Because the right people and the right artists and the right jobs and the right um surroundings, everything, all the right, all the opportunities will come to you when you're fully in the right space of where you're supposed to be and who you're, and mm-hmm. who you're supposed to be. Absolutely. Um Cause I, I agree. Cause I'm like, you're, you know, like I love Camilla. I love Doja Cat. I love, um I really love Doja Cat. I'm like, there's something about her. I'm like, yep. I like it. No, um,
1: they are all absolutely phenomenal.
0: I have to choreograph to so-and-so. I have to choreograph to this. I have to choreograph to this. Because if it's not speaking to me in the moment or if it's not necessarily in line with where I am at, in life, I'm not going to choreograph to it or I'm not going to necessarily teach to it because I want to teach you something that's going to be connected to who I am in the moment so that it's authentic so that I can actually teach you something. So that the actual like real gems are coming out in that moment. Not just because I'm teaching you the latest song. Again, there's nothing wrong. I'm with you. There's nothing wrong with teaching the latest song or whatever. Yeah. If you're connected to it. But yeah, there's there's something about digging deeper. And like, you know, whether it's lyrics or the style of music. And that connects to how you're feeling in the moment. Or what you're going through. Because that's how you can possibly connect to someone who's taking your class, even if it's one person out of like, I don't know how many that'll go, yeah, I really needed that today. And that, that sparks a change that then helps so many after that. So, you know, I think it's, it's great that you mentioned that because those are things that, um, I think with how the industry was, we we didn't feel comfortable to necessarily do that. Mm. I, did, I didn't I did anyway. Um, you know, I always knew, even just growing up, like I always knew I loved the baggy clothes. I love dressing like a tomboy. Like I, I love that. And at a certain moment it was like, well, to be in the industry, no, you have to wear tight clothes and you have to like wear these shorts and you have to lose weight and you have to blah, blah, blah. Like you have to fit a certain look, especially because all the girls dance together and bring your heels and da, da, da. And when you think about it, it's like, yeah, the industry is about, you know, commercial and it's a product and you're, you're selling something. So I get it. But at the end of the day, you want to kind of start thinking about sparking that change because you can't just, you can't just offer a product to one certain type of person. That's not who we are.
1: Mm -mm.
0: That's not who we are. So it was like, for me, it's, it's the same as as soon as I kind of realize, like, oh, okay, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. I can have my hair like super straight and long and yeah, I can lose weight and wear this like super tight, you know, outfit and blah, blah, blah. But if I feel like it, I will. But if I want to be in this like baggy clothes and I want to wear a do-rag on my head, like I am right now,
1: <laughs> yeah. if
0: I want to, thank you. Um, but you know what I mean? Like if you want to go in that route, then go because that's something that's in you and yeah. the the closer you get to who you really are how your body is your 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 what what literally the seeds if we're talking about artistic roots but the seeds that are literally planted within you and yeah. you're connected to that the branches that come out of you are going to be ridiculous because you'll be reaching out like th- so many people that don't even walk the same lifestyle that you do at the end Absolutely. of the
1: day Right,
0: 1000%. and I think that's why, even with you, when you think about it, I'm not even surprised that people would be like, "Do you know, Neil? Like they would never think that you and I were friends and that you came to my wedding, and do you know what I mean? Like,, yeah. but our our circle and our surrounding, we've always been like that, like in our mm-hmm. within our, our 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 like artistic surrounding. Like okay. I think the people we're close to in the industry. We we think alike in that way. Like you want you want to be different. You want to own who you are and your light and your body shape and your skin tone and your hair the way it is and this in amazing mustache that you have.
1: <laughs> I love it. It's my southern. <laughs> uh, my friend you know, was like, "It's your '70s porn star <laughs> mustache." It is. <laughs>
0: But you know what I mean? But it's like, I think that's what's always been really cool about you as well. You know, that's been very um, inspiring is that it was like, no, I mean, this is who I am. This is who I am. There's going to be moments, yeah, where you kind of maybe doubt it a little bit, but those are the moments that you want to hold on to and grasp to because when things get tough in the industry and people test you or test your character or come at you with, "Mm, I don't think you're ready or, you know, maybe you need a little bit more experience or whatever. Um, You're ready to respond to that and to have tough skin because you know who you are. You know, also what you have to offer. And I have to say that because I didn't think I would even, I was even going to share this, but I guess I'm going with the moment, but um. I realized not long ago, I'm like, I know what I have to offer. And I, and I know that people are lucky to, or blessed even, to have me in their presence or to have me in the room. And it's not saying that in a cocky way. It's saying it and not just with my quote unquote credits or, you know, what I've done. It's no, it's who I am. The type of person that I am, the type of experience that I've had as a human being, not just in the industry, that is something that a lot of people lack of. Mm-hmm. And it's it's unfortunate. And you want them to realize that because it's so much more than just who you've worked with. It's like, who are you at the end of the day? Are you able to come into the room and be like, hey, did you have a good night last night? Like, do you know what I mean? Not just, right? Not yeah. just like, who's the last person you were working with? So what next job are you on right now? Like,
1: the biggest pet peeve is if I ask someone personally, like, I'm trying to get to know you. I want to know, is your family safe? How are you doing? And they go, well, I'm doing this, 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 and that. And I was <laughs> I was asking you how you're doing. <laughs> like, how did you well, wake up in the morning? You know, how's your family? Do you have a dog? Do you walk your dog? <laughs> Do you know the- walk your dog. How's your cousin? <laughs> I love it. Oh, I love Although it. I'm y'all. very happy for you and all your blessings. Um, you know, but Mel, you, you touched on something awesome. And I think, first of all, anyone who's in your presence is lucky. Period.
0: <laughs> right back at you. Right back at you. Well,
1: thank you. Yeah. Um, but, You, and that's why I always wanted to be around you, um, is because there's just that sense of, uh, you know, I feel like, you know, like you, myself, Jared and, um, Ryan and oh my goshness. Um, I feel like we all kind of pushed each other, um, forward, you know, um, and, when times got tough and we needed just to talk like there was, there was always that moment. We were always there for Mm -hmm. each other. You know what I mean? so Mm -hmm. I, I hold it very dear to my heart because no matter, you know, how many times we see each other or, um, or, um, you know, where we are on our paths and stuff like that, it always comes back to square one, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, Mm -hmm. And that's something that's beautiful about what we do is that it's always there. If we need it, and when we need it. And, um, and I love that, you know, I I love that about our generation is that, you know, we were very supportive of and we still are very supportive of each other. And, Mm -hmm. and, um, no matter what lane we went down, you know, it's just, it's, it's pretty cool. So, yeah,
0: I love that. It's a note note for the next generation. (laughs) I love you too.
1: (laughs) my god there is room for absolutely everyone oh
0: yes yes you
1: know and lou says this a lot and i I like this quote that she says and she says that um you know what's yours is meant for you and no one else can take it away and that's the reality is that Mm -hmm. you work hard you give it your 100 percent, and you're all and you know and you're honest with yourself the, you know things will will happen for you and the time and the way that they're supposed to happen you don't have to lift a finger you have to just be honest and true to yourself and and sometimes we get um, impatient um, and uh, we compare because yeah we, which is know, human
0: like, which is totally human I don't think that'll ever leave us yeah
1: no that's normal everyone does it yeah. um, but then you know, when stuff starts to happen and you're like, Oh, it's happening. Of course you put in the work, you put in the effort, It, it you know, it just, it happens for everyone at different times, you know, right. but, um, but yes, younger generation for sure. Please, one <laughs> <another>. please.
0: <laughs> Speaking of the younger generation and how, you know, social media now is, is, is huge. It's, mm-hmm huge, right? Um with that, um, do you think like social media such as like Instagram has an impact on the beauty standard? Or do you think on the other side like it 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 helps? Like what do you think about it basically? I'm like you know, Charlo, you know, find your words, find your words,
1: Charlo. Um <laughs> no, I think, you know, I think social media is what you make it out to be. I think that social media can be an extremely incredible platform that can connect you to people all over the world and can be a really incredible tool. But I think it's also a tool that can be a little too much at times, you know what I mean? But it's kind of how you control it, you know, who you follow, who you look up to, what Mm -hmm. inspires you. Mm -hmm. I think that the people that I follow, um, they, I, I feel like, I can look up to or relate or make me feel like I'm not alone when I'm doing, you know, going through, um, uh, changes in my artistry. I can see, Oh, look, like there's people that love the same music as I do, or they like the same clothes as I like to wear, or Mm -hmm. they, you know, they like the same movies as I like, or like, um, different things like that, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. But I think that, you know, like everything in moderation, you know what I mean? Um, Mm, I love that. I personally, I sign out of my, um, I go on once a day. I always support my friends, um, you know, and I always make sure that I interact with my friends whom I love very much and always show love and support. But I also make sure that after I, you know, do what I need to do or this, that and the other, I'm off of it and I'm out and I'm going out and I'm seeing friends and I'm trying to, as best as I possibly can, Mm -hmm. um, have time where it's social media time and then time where I'm out there and I'm living my real life, you know what I mean? And doing Mm -hmm. my thing and just, just enjoying myself, you know what I mean? Or whatever else I have to do for myself. So Mm -hmm. I always say, you know, I, like I said, I'm not going to be the one to bash, um, social media or the younger generation or this, that, and the other. No way, no mm-hmm. way. No, she- me
0: neither. I don't think we need to. I no. don't, I'm like, I, I, I agree with you. I think in anything in moderation, I is, I agree with that as well. And, um, I love the yeah. idea of control because I, I remember feeling overwhelmed at a certain moment and was like, uh, my page doesn't look like I want it to be. And then I had this, I posted this picture, but it's really not like as nice or good quality or blah, blah, blah. And it was like, wait a second. And I think it's, it's a good idea to the idea of control because you control like, well, what do you want? What do you want to use it for? You know what I mean? Is it, are you going to let it just influence you and scroll for hours and be like, oh my God, I wish I had this life or, oh my God, I need to look like this or blah, blah, blah. And I think, yeah, it it does have an impact with beauty standards, but I think it can have a good impact if you follow the right people that are also good for your mental health, Correct. because no, like I'm not, I'm not personally, there's nothing wrong with this, but no, I'm not going to follow Kim Kardashian because that's not my, it doesn't, in un, it's not aligned with how I think or how I go about stuff. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong. You want to follow that? Go ahead. But mm-hmm. it does not with me. So I'm not going to follow that. And I'm not going to pay attention too much to it because then I will start thinking like, oh, my God, my hair needs to be perfectly done every time I post something. Oh, my God, if I go on my story, it needs to be like this or it's like, no, I also want to follow people who inspire me. I want to follow different types of people so that I don't feel like I'm in a little world of mine. I want to get inspired by other people. Like I love when I go, because we're talking, I love when I go on your page, it's like, oh my God, this this is totally different. Oh my God, I love it. And then you have nostalgia because there's things from the eighties that I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) I was like, I used to play that game.
1: Yeah. No, you you totally hit the nail on the head. Keep going.
0: No, it's, 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 I'm basically just agreeing with you, you know, and I, and I, when I think about just, you know, what we've been talking about, just like the, the beauty and, and body size and all that, there's no perfect way to look. And Instagram models and Instagram, how it started, I think was very much, or social media period was very much how um, how magazines used to be. Like models need to be this size and it needs to be retouched and nothing, not a hair out of place and da, 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 da. And I think now more and more because we have uh, influencers and because we have real people now taking the reins and being like, well, you know what? I'm going to market myself or I'm going to market my art and do what yep. I want to do. We're able to see ourselves yes. more and we're able to you know, see that there is a lane for everybody
1: correct,
0: and helps you figure out what that lane is yeah. and that the right people will be attracted to your page and you will be attracted to the right pages that you want to see and what you want to see on your timeline. Awesome. So- But I think that has to do also with maturity. It has to do with guidance. It has to do with the right, having a right, the right people around you, right mentor, especially I think for like the really younger generation, it's easy to fall into, okay, I have to have like, you know, this perfect look and my eyebrows need to be done and there's nothing wrong with that because my eyebrows look
1: pretty cute right now as I'm looking at Uh, you. You always look cute. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Estimation point period.
0: <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's good to see people in their natural habitat and it's good to see people um, you know, cry and not make things like so perfect about life because life is not perfect. It's mm-hmm. not no. at all. Or I <laughs> should say life is perfect because it's full of Imperfections.
1: <laughs> I can't remember, but someone posted Instagram is not real life.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: I've and, seen that, and I was just like, "Yes, yes." TikTok, Instagram, this is just—it's just—it's—it's uh, it's part of. It's not the full part. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, you know, I hear people, and they're like, you know, I've had students come up to me, and they're like how do i grow my instagram following and da, 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 da. and i mm-hmm. get it i get mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. but at the same time i'm like there's got to be some other things that are inspiring you and pushing you forward that have nothing to do with social media whatsoever and i think that's really important i think to make sure that you have a good group of friends like uh, you know what i mean just good relationships and stuff like that and everything everything that you said is 1,000%. 1, mm-hmm. 1,000. But I know for myself, and this is just something I practice, and I'm not perfect at it, but I know that when I'm with friends or when I'm with this, this goes boop, down. <laughs> I'm terrible I, at that. I don't. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Look, it, it's, a, it's a practice. I'm not perfect at it either, you know? Yeah. Um, but I try and put my phone to the side and, and be, in, be in the moment in a the little moment. bit more. Yes, um, yes. And I just remember, I just remember there's this clip online and I think it was at an Anne Adele concert and Adele like stopped everyone um, on, uh, she stopped like her, her band, everything just stopped for a second. And she goes, sir, can you please put down your phone? I'm here in real life. Mm. Everything is being recorded. You'll probably get another copy or this, other, but just put your phone down. I'm here in real life. Yeah. And and I just was like, damn, like, you know, just the fact that we are on our phones so much and we do go on social media a good chunk of the day and we, you know, sometimes it's easier said than done. Like, I know sometimes I, I'm like scrolling because I, I want to see what my friends are doing and this, that, and the other. And I realize I'm like, oh my God, I spent 45 minutes on social media. And I'm like, you get off. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, just like... yeah
0: yeah Um, yeah it's crazy i feel like it's it's i've definitely been there i i mean i think i was there recently even i've been like oh my god like i was talking about i created a whole other page um for just my work i was like i love to still share some personal stuff i love to still share pictures but i'd love to have a page where you go on it and you just see like the body of work that I've been working on mm-hmm. as a director or creative director, as a choreographer, like yeah. just so that it's clear. Right. And I was like, it was a fun project. And I was like, I'm not going to get a lot of followers, nothing, whatever. And then, and then I mentioned, I was like, Oh my page. Oh yeah. I was talking to someone and they were like, well, how many followers do you have on your page? You know, like, do would you want to do it on your main page? I said, Oh girl, I'm not even at 10 K. And she was like, really? And I was like, I know. I was like, it doesn't make sense. I was like, how am I not at 10K? Like, why was that such a big deal? So I'm now at 10K. <laughs> As and I'm like, yay. But I real—I realized I was like, I was putting a lot of emphasis on it because this is the thing for me. Yeah. Because I don't think a lot of people share this. For me, it wasn't like, oh, my God, I want to have a lot of followers. Like, I could stay at 10K forever, like, you know. I don't mind because if I'm going to have all these followers, I want to make sure I'm posting things that are going to help you in your life and that it's going to make a change because there's no point on me having all these followers for, for me not to do anything. Right. And then my biggest thing was like, if you're not at 10 K, you can't do the swipe up in the story. You can't put a link. And I, always shared stuff in my story, whether it was from my faith or like uh, certain political stuff or things just, you know, unfortunate things happening in the world and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I can't send people to the right space or, you know, to go read certain things or to go watch a video that really inspired me. And you know what I mean? To continue that chain of inspiration, that will help you create change, that will help you understand that you are accepted for who you are in this world because there are other people who think like you or who look like you. Right. That's what I wanted to do. And I was like, that's when I connected to that. I think that's when it started to to then come because I didn't, I wasn't posting to be like, oh my God, I need to post every day so that I get more and more followings and then the algorithm and blah, blah, blah. I still don't care about that. I was like, you can get 10 K followers and have like 200 likes on a post. (laughs) Like, I'm like, no, I want you to like, if you come on my page, I'm inspiring you for something that might not even be in this season that you're in, but maybe one day, you know what I mean? Or maybe it connects you to what you went through years ago. And you're like, Oh, that's what I want because that's what I want from the other people that I follow. Correct. as well. correct. You know, Absolutely. And, uh, and you know, also sometimes it's just like, no, I also want to just encourage you and blah, 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 because you you might be helping somebody else or like the teacher in us would be like, well, you might be helping another student of mine. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like how many students have I had that I'm like, do you know, Neil Schwartz? I think you should <laughs> like literally, but that's, what's so beautiful about the, this walk of life and that, you know, needs to be shown a lot more within our industry. I think it's starting. Yeah. I also don't think it needs to be forced. I'm not going to go down that road because I think we could stay there for a long time. Yeah. But I don't think it needs to be forced. No. But I think it needs to be present and it needs to be authentic and true and real and honest. Mm. Because, that's how I think you spark change and that's how you spark inspiration and mm-hmm. that, you know, right. That people can like, feel like, Oh, I can do it too. Or, Oh my God, I, I look like that. Mm-hmm. And and not I'm trying to be like you, but Oh, it's possible. Okay. Let me find my way.
1: Yep. Exactly. Right? Okay. Oh no, I just
0: myself. <laughs> <laughs> I wish people could see that on a podcast.
1: <laughs> yes. I I I I couldn't agree more. I think uh I just wanna yeah. hug you right now. <laughs> oh,
0: I wanna hug you too. But it, it
1: uh you just hit I mean I had nothing. That's boom.
0: <laughs> I know we 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 agree, we agree. 1, um, I got I got one last question for you, friend.
1: No, stay with me forever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna keep having conversations like this. Yeah. Um if you had a tool or resource to give to an artist, what would it be? And I want to remind us, because we, we we spoke about so many things right now in the last little bit, but like off of thinking about body size and inclusivity in dance, in terms of like who we are and all that, um, what tools or resource do you give to an artist today?
1: Mm, you know... I'm going to, I'm going to say what I've been saying in my classes recently. Mm. And that is, I see, I'm seeing a lot of artists being very hard on themselves and it's very, very evident and it's, um, it, it, it shows in their, in their body language and it shows in their movement. And I've been going up to people like in my class and I'll just put my hand on their back really quick just to give them a little, like, I see you, I'm here with you, breathe, relax. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, I, um, I think that we've, you know, like I never thought, and I think this is a a thought that a lot of people have put in their mind, whoever thought that we would be in a pandemic, you know what Mm. I mean? Whoever thought that we would (laughs) be experiencing all the things that we're experiencing. I, you know, I, I remember like, when we would hear about climate change, or when we would hear about all these different things, we'd be like, "Oh, but it's not in our lifetime. It'll be later on." Yeah. What but we
0: said that we would say that all the time.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and the fact that we're we're doing it and we're here now, and we were on Zoom for so long, and we were we didn't know what what, what the next day was going to bring, and, and we still don't know. You know, we're we're not sure. Things are changing every every hour. Um, You know, that's something we've had to adapt. But I always, I'm the type of person that sees the glass as half full instead of half empty sometimes. Um, And sometimes people are like, come on, Neil, like, like, get with it or whatever. And I'm like, look, you have to have faith. Mm -hmm. You have to have faith and we have to move forward or we're just gonna, what, sit in our apartments or our houses and twiddle our thumbs. And like, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. we have to move in some capacity. So, I always tell people, I I'm like, look, we were we were um, we were already we we were in this hole, and in this hole was filled with Netflix and <laughs> every other streaming <laughs> service possible. And you know, how many movies can we watch before we get bored? How many? You know, how many books can we read? You know, I mean, that's not true. I, I like reading books. Maybe let's go back to the streaming services. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I've been telling the tool that I've been giving my students right now and that I would recommend to everyone is you have to be easy on yourself. You have to. I know that that's easier said than done. It's a practice. It's not perfect, but the more that we are easy on ourselves, we have to keep in mind that, I mean, dance could have been taken away from us permanently. Mm -hmm. Who's to say that that wouldn't have been just it. That's it. You know, Um, incredible. I mean, we've seen studios that, you know, have held so much of my dance journey close. I've had friend studios that have closed. Mm -hmm. um, And um, I think what, has made me realize something now more than ever is that we have to, as best as we can, appreciate those around us and appreciate the fact that we're still doing what we love to do mm-hmm. and that, that we're still sense. pushing forward. So I think as a community, we're very strong. I think that we're very intelligent. And I think that we are um, absolutely an essential for this world and it's a beautiful escape for others. And I know mm-hmm. that You know, just speaking with my family and my friends, they come on my page to escape, Mm -hmm. you know, just Mm -hmm. to get away from things. And I think that we have a big role, the dance industry. I think that we have a big role in the future of um, just everyday life. So I don't think we realize how much. um, Mm -hmm. And sparking change. Yes, absolutely. Sparking change and bringing hope when there's no hope. So I always say the tool that I'm giving to them is to work on being easier on ourselves when things don't 100% work out in our favor, when things aren't moving in the way that we said that they were going to move, and to be easy on ourselves that it will work itself out. It will happen. Because Mm -hmm. for so long, we weren't sure what was going to happen with dance. But here we are. We're here a year and a half after we after the fact, and things some things have changed, some things haven't. You know what I mean? But we're still moving, and our Go industry got hit very hard. But mm-hmm. we're still moving. Yeah, shows you how strong we are, and how nobody will take that away from us. So, mm-hmm. and how perp- and
0: how purposeful our gift is. Yeah, one thousand percent. Oh, thanks for that, Neil. You That's are great.
1: welcome, you gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. <laughs>
0: uh, I love you. I miss you.
1: <laughs> I love and I miss you so much. And they, well, they had the best person for interviewing and for just uh, being a host. You are incredible, Mel. Thank you. Now and always. I'm very lucky to have you as a friend and family. <laughs>
0: Oh, thank you. Same here. <laughs> so, Neil, is there anything that you are working on that's coming up that you want to share with us before we say bye?
1: Yeah. OK, I have one. OK. They <laughs> <one. laughs> <laughs> can't see that. I
0: know. <laughs> he had two fingers up, guys, and yeah. one down. He said one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I am in the process um, and I'm in the middle stages of it right now but i just pitched the idea and i got the idea pitched and they love it so fingers up uh, thumbs up i'm excited but i'm writing a children's book and i'm really excited
0: oh my god uh-huh. what yeah. i didn't know that congratulations yeah. Thank you. that's dope
1: i'm excited i'm writing it with my friend sarah and um I'm really excited because I pitched the idea to a publisher and they liked it. So I love it. Here's you're
0: going to have, you're going to have to share it with me because you know, since I have a child, <laughs> <laughs> the <our> cutest child. <laughs> thank you. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. I love it. Neil. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being with us for you this episode for on body size and inclusivity in dance. Mm. Um, thank you, everybody, for tuning in and listening to this great episode with our amazing artist, Neil Schwartz. You can find him on Instagram at 80sbaby80sb.a.b.y. So at 80sbaby. You can find me as well on Instagram at Mel Charlo or on com. And you can follow more of these episodes and um, great conversations on Artistic Roots Podcast on Instagram. Uh, we'll be linking more of the um, conversations, like the little things that we mentioned into our in our conversations. Uh, some fun links, some fun things that we want you guys to go and check out, especially after listening to this. And um, yeah, we wish you guys the best. Can't wait for the next Me episode.
1: Say. And everyone give each other a hug. <laughs> no, social distancing. Oh, uh, yeah, social distance hug.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Neil.
1: Well, I love you. I miss you. I'm going to message you, okay? Okay, cool. <laughs> mm, blow your I love you, babe. Love you. <laughs> Bye. I miss you already. <laughs> <laughs>